This week, we have a very special guest. New York Times bestselling author Pam Grout is the author of 20 books, including E-Squared, E-Cubed, Thank and Grow Rich, and her latest book, The Course in Miracles Experiment, a starter kit for rewiring your mind and, therefore, your world. Plus, she's written a travel trilogy for National Geographic, and I have to say she was caught off guard when I asked her what some of her favorite adventures have been. She's had so many cool adventures, she couldn't even name her faves. I will admit, I've been a bit starstruck by Pam and the way she navigates the world and her life. I hope you enjoy this interview as much as I did. You're listening to the Fittest Freedom Podcast, and I'm your host, Kelly Howard. I've been in the fitness and outdoor adventure space for almost two decades. Today, I'm known as the Motivation and Adventure Coach. I help smart, successful women and a few guys navigate the space between mindset, motivation, and movement to move away from self-doubt, and to learn to embrace their inner athlete. You already know what you want to do, and I bet you have a pretty good idea what you need to do. Together, we can fine-tune the details and create the steps you need to get moving forward. Think of me as your shortcut to a life of fitness, fun, and freedom. I'm so glad you're here. Hey there, we are with Pam Grout today, which is like in my world a miracle, but I'll just tell you real quick how I got here. Uh, I fell asleep to her new book. I was reading her new book, and it's uh, The Course in Miracles Experiment. And when I fell asleep, I was reading it. When I woke up that in the morning, my first thought was, I need to interview Pam. And so I thought, okay, I'll just do that. I didn't really realize at the time that it was kind of an audacious, audacious thought because like Pam is, <laughs> I mean, she's a big deal, quite frankly. She's written a ton of best-selling books and I have a lot of them. And so I just dropped her an email and thought, what the heck, let's see what happens. And here we are. So, all right, Pam, thank you so much for being here today. I, a lot of times I take action. And on my first thought in the morning, and nothing comes of it. But I figure that, you know, you just have to keep doing it, right? And so here I am, and I'm getting a chance to chat with you, which is really exciting to me. And it's also going to be exciting to everyone listening, because you're going to hear, well, I, I guess one of the first things I want to start with is, is for those of you who listen to the podcast all the time, I just recently like tipped my toe in the water about vibration. Like I was like, you know, how you feel about vibration and how you feel about what's going on is how it's going to affect your life. But I didn't really like dive in. Pam dives in. So <laughs> tell us, can you dive in a little bit for us and just tell me, um, you know, tell me about, you've been writing about vibration and feeling good and how it helps your joy and your ease for a long time. So could you tell us about that? Yeah, I tend to talk about it in terms of energy, but it certainly is vibration. You know, our bodies are literally vibrating, um, just like all matter is vibrating. And so it's constantly putting out these electromagnetic waves. I mean, constantly sending out to the universe messages from us and also receiving things from the universe. And um, so, yeah, I have been writing about that for a long time. So what ends up happening as we are... Um, Focus on more positive things. I always talk about, you know, you either live in possibility state or you live in problem state. And most people tend to live in problem state. It's like everything they're vibrating at, everything they're energetically thinking has me, how am I going to fix this problem? There's this wrong. I need to do this. And they're constantly focusing on what's wrong. 
So when you move into a possibility state, which is what I like to focus on, so many things open up. I mean, the entire world opens up to you because, you know, I talk a lot about the quantum field and there's all these superpositions out there in the quantum field and they're all available to us. But what ends up happening when we get into problem state, we're focused on one particular problem. We literally collapse the wave and then we're focused on that superposition when there's all these others possible out there and that might sound a little bit technical i mean basically i mean to sum it up um real quickly you know what you appreciate appreciates <laughs> i mean that's one way of saying it too but you know we really all you know are creating and, and participating in various levels we're all multi-dimensional but then we tend to participate on the dimension that we're focused on and again, I like to focus on, I encourage people to focus on possibility and to open up to that most of what we think we know is just a limited tiny bit of what is possible. I mean, there's just so much more that's available to us. I mean, one of the things I always encourage people to do, and I think the reason, the first book that took off was my 16th book, and that was E Squared. And in there, I encourage people to do these experiments with their life, like, Check this out. Does this really work or not? My thesis, and I actually set it up with nine um, scientific experiments, but check this out. This idea that the universe, this energetic field, is always out there wanting to interact with you, or always is interacting with you, and is always wanting to bestow blessings and guidance and signs. I mean, this is like a constant 24-7 thing. But if we're not on the field of, or that, you know, that resonant field to let that in, it goes by unnoticed. Amen. I mean, here's a funny little example to kind of put it in, um, in easier words. I was out at a, a, a trail network where I walk a lot. Um, it's out uh, the other end of town. I was out there walking. And I walk out there all the time. There's lots of paths. I've never once seen a snake. <laughs> but I happened to run into a biology teacher that was out there that day. And, you know, he was like crouched over this wall. And, you know, we started, and I noticed he had a snake hook. I said, oh, are you, um, are you looking for snakes? He goes, yeah, I've seen a, the largest blue racer I've ever seen. I've seen a couple copperheads. I've seen a milk steak. I've seen, I mean, he's seen like six snakes. And the point is, those snakes were always there when I was out walking around, but that wasn't what I was looking for. So we tend to get out of life what we're looking for. And that was a really long answer, so sorry to uh, go yeah, no, on but, there. But you're right, right? It's, yeah. it, it is what we focus on. And so I was kind of thinking about this because one of the things that I talk with people a lot about is habits, right? So, so the habit is maybe it's a habit that generally people want to do two things. They want to create a habit of more exercise, more movement, and they want to get rid of a habit, which is um, usually something that they is bad, right? Uh, whether it's like the wrong thing they're eating or whatever the bad habit is, they want to get rid of it. And I kept thinking that habits in a lot of ways fall into this like whole vibratory state, right? Because, oh, for sure. I mean, how would that work? Like, you know, if, if someone has a bad habit or a habit that they think is bad, then it pulls them down. No, I mean, you can look at it a lot of different ways. You know, you can look at it from your brain. I mean, habits, they sets up certain neural pathways in your brain. So that cements in a habit. Energetically, it also cements in a habit. Again, that habit will um, preclude it every other, you know, vibration or other thing from coming in because, again, you've collapsed that wave, and so that's all you see. So, yeah, habits can be described in a lot of different ways, energetically, 
in our brain. And then just what we all know just in life, you know, habits, we're, we're used to doing them. I don't know if you talk a lot about habits, I was it 21 days to reestablish a habit or I don't know, you probably know more about that than, than I might know, but, but you know, it is something that we're just used to doing. And then we get so used to doing it that when other ways could be possible, we don't even see them or we don't even try them right. because we're so habitually doing that thing, whether it's, you know, eating five chocolate pies before you get better, whatever, donuts, you know, sure. or I mean, depending on what kind of habit you're talking about and the habit you're wanting to, um, to set up for your life. Yeah. So you're seeing the bad habit and, you know, it's like um, not seeing the snakes or, yeah, 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 yeah. right? Yes. Um, so another thing is, is that, um, well, I guess one thing is, where does, if someone was going to, and, and this may just be out of left field, okay, but if someone was going to use the whole idea of thoughts creating reality, um, thoughts making ease in your life, where does the idea of also bringing motivation in? Does it come in at all with your how does that work with your thoughts and motivation well i think how much you motivate yourself is also a habit as well right i mean some people are used to motivating themselves and get up in the morning you know i have the little aa 2.0 program you know where you get up every day have you heard about my little program yes but anyway, I have. the two-step okay, so program you know tell us about that though yeah. well it's kind of but anyway it's it's setting up a particular momentum which in some ways could be like a motivation but if you set up a you know the momentum going in the direction you want then of course you're going to uh you know have more of what you want out of your life but my aa 2.0 program is say i said you know we've all heard of the 12-step program the aa 12-step program and this is a really simple thing i'm all about making things really easy making them really simple so what it is is just two steps you get up in the morning and the first thing you do is the first thing i do is i say something amazingly awesome is going to happen to me today and that's where i get the aa because amazingly awesome it may not be grammatically the most correct thing but anyway that's you know where it became what it be, what i what i got the idea from and then the second step is i have this little possibility posse and i literally send blessings from the day before every single morning three blessings and they have to be new blessings you know i've over the years said the same bless you know you can say the same blessings i'm so grateful i'm a writer i mean there's so many things to be grateful but this time you know you're really looking for um, new blessings every time so I have this responsibility to my little possibility posse to bring them a new blessing each day. So I'm out there looking for that. So that's the mo momentum. I guess you were talking more about motivation, but I think if you have, um, you know, the motivation to start your day really good, like, okay, I'm going to do, you know, all the plans and things you intend to do for the day. If you start with that higher motivation, then I think, um, and that higher momentum, then it's going to probably work more how you're hoping. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, so. I think it's a, I think you're, it's brilliant. Um, and I, I, <laughs> I didn't realize where I got this. I, I, I did get that from you because every day, one of the first things I say is something amazingly awesome is going to happen. Oh, good. <laughs> and so thank you. Wow. <laughs> I had no idea where I'd gotten that. Well, you know, if you've seen the new book and you mentioned that you were reading it, in the front, there are all, we went through the alphabet, my daughter and I, she made me that little poster. And so it's amazingly awesome, bodaciously beautiful. And it goes all the way through the alphabet. So, you know, because I got tired of saying something amazingly awesome. I mean, not that I'm tired of, you know what I mean? It's like, I need to mix it up a little bit. Because again, going back to habits and, you know, your brain doesn't even hear it anymore. You know, if you say, right. I'm amazing. You know, it's like, oh, you, I've been saying that for two years. Your brain needs, oh, let's 
it's simple, it's yeah. not even cynical, it's listening and paying attention. So that was part of the reason we went through and did, you know, all the, the different. I love that. Because yeah. it is so true. Because it, we, we start off and, and, you know, I, and I talk to people about this a lot. You know, you'll start off excited about something new. And we have a certain period of time, everyone, where that new, that new gets us through. You know, amazingly awesome. But then when it becomes rote, then it's time to twist it up a little bit. Yeah, I like that. Thank you. Yeah, like the current one I'm using is something extraordinarily epic is going to happen to me today. <laughs> so again, it just sets up the momentum for the day. And it gets you, and again, looking for those blessings gets you looking for those things you're going to appreciate. So anyway, it's just, it's just a cute little fun, easy thing, and it makes a huge difference in your life. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, I can absolutely guarantee that it makes a huge difference. And yeah, it's a great idea. Thank you. And the blessing thing, too. Um, I'm just going to go down that road. Like, okay, guys, we're going to talk about blessings for a second. I know that, like, I have, I've tried, not, tried may not be the right word. I have used, like, beads before because I found that I was doing the same blessings again and again and again, oh. <laughs> so, you know, something new. And then, you know, the day before blessings and all it, I mean, for me, what it does is it just resets my head in the morning so that it makes it so much easier to make, just to make the day good. Mm -hmm. um, I have a, yeah, go ahead. Well, it's also nice, you know, before you go to bed to kind of reflect on some of the things you're grateful for for the day, because again, that sets you up for your, you know, a sleep where you're, you know, your thoughts, because we're still thinking thoughts or something's going on energetically as we're sleeping. So it's a good way to kind of, you know, put that notion back into your head as you go to sleep as well. It is. It is. It makes it, it makes it where I think sleep is easier. Like, yeah. I mean, last night I was, I wasn't sleeping well and I was kind of restless, and so I kept reading this book, and, and it was a book I didn't expect to have a middle of the book where it was about war, um, which is something that I wouldn't normally be reading about, and I, I just wasn't really expecting that, but I thought, well, I'll just get through this and you know, keep on going. Well, when I did fall asleep, that was my dreams, right? That's what I was dreaming about. Oh, interesting. Versus yeah. Yeah. You know, stopping in the middle of the night and just uh -huh. reflecting on blessings and until I fell back asleep, so... I think it makes, it makes a big difference. Well, that's interesting. I was recently listening to a podcast with um, Ricky Gervais and Russell Brand. I fell asleep during that, and I woke up with a dream that I was having a little fling with Russell Brand. So <laughs> <laughs> there's another example. <laughs> I guess, you know, we should just set up, our, set up what we're getting ready to dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be more fun. Oh, so... Okay, this is like out of left field, another one of them, but you've written some great travel books too. Yeah, I was actually a travel writer more, more officially than I was an inspirational writer. I kind of did both. In fact, the three books that I did for National Geographic, they actually hired me to write those books because I did both. I did travel writing and I did inspirational writing. So yes, I, I have done quite a bit of travel writing. I've done um, used to do a, a column for um, the Daily Meal and for Huffington Post, you know, both travel-related 
columns. I have a travel blog. I jokingly blog. It's called George Clooney Slept Here. And it's a takeoff on George Washington Slept Here. You know, that old thing they would always say, you know, the old, and oh yeah, George Washington Slept Here. So it's just, it's a luxury travel blog. And so I have that as well. But yeah, I, I love to travel. I haven't been traveling too much here lately. And, uh, right, I know. Traveling is uh, a little short right now. Yeah, oh. yeah. So, okay, here's a question about travel. It looks like you're pretty adventurous. And a lot of the people that listen to the podcast, a lot of the women that listen to the podcast, I mean, they're into hiking, they're into kayaking, they're into, you know, adventure. So tell us a couple of your favorite places that you've done some of those adventures at. Wow. Well, I've been to all continents except for Antarctica, as I I like to say. I've got to say something for my 70th birthday. (laughs) Um, Although I was intending to go to Antarctica. I did have a trip set up one time. I can't remember what ended up happening. But anyway, um, well, I've uh, skied into a volcano in New Zealand, and it wasn't wow. an active volcano. You know, the scree that's on <laughs> right. there, so you, you go in there, and that, that was really fun. I've done, um, oh, river rafting all over. I've done hot air ballooning over the Masamara. I've done a lot of uh, <laughs> interesting things um, in my travel running, which has really been a lot of fun. And I love, you know, same kind of hiking and kayaking and love doing all that kind of thing. Don't camp as much as I used to as I've gotten older, but um, but anyway, yeah, no, I, I enjoy those adventure, because I, I mean, specific examples, I mean, oh, wow, I've, um, well, skiing into a volcano is pretty well, cool. Well, yeah, that, that was okay. pretty cool. Yeah, right, sure. I like that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's kind of, uh, I, I thought that could be a difficult question, because if you've gone as many places as you've gone, then they don't all stand out. I'm sure. Well, they, they, yeah, it's hard to pick the best. Well, it's, yeah, it's fun to think about things. Um, you know, been to Egypt, although that wasn't really so much adventure travel, although I did kind of illegally get into a, um, a king's coffin, you know, the old Egyptian pharaoh's coffin and popped up <laughs> a little video that that was kind of fun. But it's a little sort of adventurous in that I think it was maybe illegal, but uh, anyway. <laughs> Illegal's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what are your next, I mean, what do you have planned next? I mean, you've got a new book out, obviously, so you'll be traveling with that or touring with that. So what else is on your agenda these days? Yeah, well, my events in, um, I had March, May, and June, and those have all been canceled. Um, I've still got one. Um, for the Omega Institute in July. And I don't know yet whether it'll be canceled. In fact, I was just talking to the organizer last week. He said, well, you know, that's gonna, we'll have to decide. So that would probably be about as early as they'd open up if indeed they, they do. Um, one of the things I'm very interested in, and you know, uh, staying at home now is really, I'm really getting into trees. <laughs> this sounds a little bit weird, but you know, we can't hug anybody now, so I'm out <laughs> hugging trees. But even before that, I read the book Overstory, and how much information and how much connection that we have with trees and all of nature, really. And so I really had made it my intention this year to kind of go to some old growth forests. Um, some of, I mean, whether that's going to happen now, I, I'm really. Kind of living day to day at the moment, you know, just right. really one day at a time. So, but th- th- that was one of the things that was on my, um, you know, on my radar for this coming year was to visit several old growth forests in the United States. You know, there's only like three to five percent left. Um, so anyway, I wanted one. Where, where would that. those be? 
Well, of course, there's the redwoods. There's a few, just very small amount out in the redwoods. There's one in Indiana I plan to go to. There's one on the border between Tennessee and North Carolina that I had planned to go to. So those were three. And then also some, you know, in other countries as well. But again, I feel really, you know, like in this culture, we're so, there's just one way we learn things. But if you go into indigenous culture, there's a lot of different ways that people learn things. And so I guess I'm kind of thinking, um, you know, you know, for example, in China, they use a lot of energy medicine. You know, we're, we have our kind of medicine. They call it TCM, you know, traditional Chinese medicine. So they use energy medicine. You know, there's plant medicine. There's a lot of different kinds of medicine. And in our society, we just discount that because we, you know, again, we've collapsed the way. This is the way things work. So I guess one of the things I'm interested in right now is exploring some of these alternative ways that maybe in the past, because of my culture, you know, the way I was taught, um, this is the way you learn things. This is the way you do things. So I'm kind of interested, and I'm very much interested in magic and miracles and these kind of really incredible things happening. And again, like with this book, of course, the miracles I just wrote, you, you follow your voice. You know, you, follow, you, you connect with this voice that literally will lead you and guide you. Once you get rid of fear, that voice will do that. So I guess that's what I've been kind of hearing from my voice um, is, is that this is, you know, what I'm going to be exploring. Um, I'm also, you know, interested, you know, after my daughter passed, um, you know, in, in some of the bigger realms as far as I am more than this body, which, of course, Course in Miracles says anyway. So I'm very much interested in just these bigger connections than more the traditional way that, you know, life has been presented to me <laughs> as it is everybody in our Western culture. Wow. Yeah, that's fascinating. And and it's true because we have, we do have one way of being here or one mm. way of medicine here. Right. And right. there are a lot of different medicines out there. And, and they have amazing results. You know, the more I research and the more I, and you know, we'll hear these stories, oh, that can't have happened. But it's amazing how it does happen. And all kinds of things are orchestrated on our behalf when we start noticing, if we just become open enough to notice that, it, it's really remarkable. And, you know, a lot of people just shut it down. They won't even let it into their consciousness. But I think that's, you know, kind of some of the things I'm letting into my consciousness these days that I'm becoming interested in. So stay tuned for who knows what the next book could be. Right. Certainly something along those lines. So, yeah. Oh, that's extraordinary. Yeah. It, so there is someone I know who is... Um, we'll just call it Native American. Uh, he works in the Native American field. And he issued a some information to people early on in this whole COVID-19 um, thing that's going on. And he said, made the suggestions on different things that like different vitamins people could look into and um, some different things to, you know, pay attention to. And it was very interesting to me because I found just the other day that what he had sent out from his knowing, right, um, was came to be almost exactly what was just sent out from, I think, CDC probably, with their suggestions on supplements and things to be doing. And it was a month apart, month and a half apart, two months apart. But it was just so amazing because the similarities were like this. And they were coming from two completely different types of medicine. Oh, I love that story. I mean, that really is the kind of synchronicity that I'm hearing about a lot more. And we have to ask ourselves, where did he get that information? 
Well, if you really do believe in the magic of the universe, which is basically what my books have all been about, those kind of things could be happening a lot more. But again, we have to open up to them. We have to let go of those habits of that way of thinking that we've, you know, gotten so used to. And, you know, we're taught in school to think this way or families. To, it's our culture. And, you know, I think through this COVID thing, a lot of things are going to be changing in our culture. And to me, that's really exciting. And, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, can't wait to go back to normal. But I'm like, you know, I don't know that normal is exactly where we want to go here. I'm excited to see, you know, what really can happen. So anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? Well, I don't know. I, I had a really cool story that I, I, you know, we were talking about that voice. And I'll, I'll tell the story that I just heard um, Elizabeth Gilbert say, and I'd written a blog post about this. Um, she met the woman that had been out in Hawaii and gotten lost on the hiking trail. Did you hear about the story? It was in the national news about a year and a half ago. She was in this, I think it was on Maui. It was one of the islands, but she got lost. She had just gone out hiking for five minutes and hadn't taken her cell phone, her wallet, or anything. So she was just out there, just for a quick little hike. She'd been at a yoga class. So anyway, again, it did make national news. But so Elizabeth Gilbert had met her, and um, she said she was just radiant. She was out there for 37 days. Oh. Anyway, so what happened, I mean, you can imagine the fear that, that would happen if you, I mean, you can't find your way back to your car, you're yeah, in the middle of this jungle. I mean, what are you going to do? So she said on the third night there, she actually closed her eyes and sent out a prayer, um, an incantation, whatever, to God, the universe, whatever this bigger thing is. And she said, you know, I just cannot go on with this fear. I am, when I open my eyes, I want the fear to be gone. She, she prayed for that. She pled for that. Because, I mean, she'd been just, I mean, frightened out of her wazoo, as you can imagine. So anyway, she opened her eyes, and miraculously enough, the fear, Fear was gone. And here's what happened. She, um, literally, this voice came in, this voice of love, this voice of guidance, and literally told her exactly what to do. Go this way. Eat this mushroom. Put these plants around you to stay warm. I mean, just literally led her. And the other day, I was talking about this story. So I'm like, well, why didn't we tell her how to get back to her car? And I got to thinking about that. She needed on some level, that 37-day journey. So it kind of just reminded me of the COVID thing because we all want to get back to the car. You know, we really want to get back to the car. But this voice, this higher thing that led her, and I just love that because, you know, of course in Miracles, this new book's about, it's all love or fear. Everything's love or fear. And I love that once you eliminate the fear, once you literally get past it, there is this other voice that will lead you in kind, loving, gentle ways in everything. And again, that's a radical notion too, you know, of everything all the time, 24-7. No, we're taught that we're meant to struggle. We're meant to follow these seven steps. We're meant to do this. But what if this voice, I mean, I believe in it wholeheartedly. What if this voice is there waiting? He's waiting for us to pay attention. And once we let go of the fear, and fear can be anything. You don't have to have the awful fear of, you know, I'm stuck in a jungle and I can't find my way back. I mean, just the kind of fear we have on our every, we're all, we all live in a lot of fear. You know, what other people will think. Um, I'm not good. Enough. I mean, just all the various messages that are going through our head. And sometimes these radical things like getting lost in a jungle will, you know, allow that fear to kind of move you into a whole different, you know what I mean? It's like the fear is just gone because she couldn't survive anymore with that fear. Right. 
and you know maybe who knows what's happening here with this uh, this COVID thing but I believe that um, you know the universe is benevolent so I do believe something really amazingly awesome to use my word <laughs> is being orchestrated for us right now and, and that's just kind of an exciting notion and I myself am looking forward to it <laughs> okay it's okay it's okay whatever you're thinking whatever you're feeling it's okay yeah I like that you tr it's true we do need to be kind yeah. to ourselves right now yeah um, we're we're doing things that we haven't done as a group and so it's new yeah yeah mm -hmm. Anytime. And new isn't always exciting for everybody. <laughs> no. You know, so, yeah. No, it's not. I mean, I, you know, I'd love to say that I'm like Miss Change, but no. <laughs> oh, it's been a roller coaster, I think, for everybody. Everyone I've talked to, you know, there's those days, but um, we just keep plodding along, so. That's yeah. right. Right. You just keep doing what you need to do and, yeah. um, and look for the good, right? Yeah. Thank you so much for listening today. I truly appreciate you being here. If you're ready to make a change in your fitness, to transform, or even to deep dive into what you need to be doing to get ready for your next dream adventure, I'd love to talk. I have space on my calendar for a few one-on-one -on -one clients, and I have a very special offer only for my podcast listeners. Go to fitisfreedom.com forward slash ready for details. If you're ready to take action on your dreams, I would truly love to work with you. Once again, that URL is fitisfreedom.com forward slash ready. I can't wait to connect and I'll see you on the next episode. Have a wonderful, wonderful week and bye for now. See you.